0: Oh, That's right when you hear that record scratch it's time to cast I hope that you guys are enjoying that Uh, new little bit of a a clear intro for us and a little bit of a (laughs) little bit of a sound effect in there you know what I mean so that's that's right it's me your host CM Chuck and alongside me as always my illustrious co host the always unbreakable. Adam, Adam. Adam. Good
1: evening, Friday Nighters. Good to be back again with you,
0: too, CM. Yes, man. I know the Friday Night Faithful are here in full effect. Man, it has been an amazing week, yes. I think. Lots of amazing things happened, as always. The podcast continues to grow. The listenership grows. You, the Friday Night Faithful, grow. And that just makes us all the more happy. So, Double uh, A, what do we got going on? What happened this week? Okay, so uh, May 3rd for us wrestling fans was the
1: 7th anniversary of Bullet Club. That's right. So, happy birthday, Bullet Club. Monday, Star Wars, for our Star Wars fans, was May the 4th. May the 4th. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for our Mexican fans, uh, May the 5th was Team Golden Miles. That's right. And again, for our Star Wars fans, it was Which Revenge ben of the, the 5th.
0: 5th. So, yeah, we have a lot of cool events going. So, a lot of stuff a lot going of things on. To celebrate. Yeah. We are hardcore Bullet Club guys, and a lot of our social media, they'll see us rocking a tee yep. somewhere. Um Somewhere down the line, we'll probably do an episode like our Comic Con episode about our just our wrestling adventures. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll be a great one. That's another one. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, but also, too, you know, when we do our social media grind, we always get excited when we see people that we know and like and have supported give us some love back by okay. liking our tweets or. Our Instagram post. So, mm-hmm. so who do we got this week? Double okay. Up. So, uh, Betty Buckley, she liked uh, some comments that you made. She, uh, nice. where
1: do you know her from? Sam? Betty
0: Buckley. I, I was, I recognized her face right mm-hmm. when I saw her, but I had to admit the name didn't initially resonate with me, but the face did. I said, I know this woman's face and in her, her Instagram, very beautiful woman, uh, very, very beautiful older woman. Um, but, um, you know, Obviously, that's not how she appeared in where I saw her, most famously as Grandma Langel from Preacher, Preacher, AMC's Preacher. I was like, holy shit, Grandma <laughs> liked my fucking post. That's awesome. Like, that was so cool to me because I know her from there. But then I realized I also know her from, I'm a huge M. Night Shyamalan yeah. fan, and she appears in Split. And in The Happening the Happening yeah.
1: So yeah And see when he told me that I was like Oh shit The coat from Carrie So that's where I got each other yeah, from and and I was like Man
0: badass <laughs> You blew my mind with that Because I haven't seen The original Carrie In some time yeah. So I was like And she's oh, really man. younger And she is really beautiful Okay <laughs> so, yeah So Betty Buckley Thank you so much yeah, for you. for um For liking that And we yeah. appreciate you And we are huge fans Of your work Um, So that was awesome Who else do we got? Uh The National Rescue Alliance Which was pretty
1: A uh, big thrill for me I'm um, yeah. enjoying What they have done in the past and what Billy Corgan is doing in the future right now. Mm-hmm. Uh check him out on Wednesdays on YouTube. Uh it's NWA
0: Power. That's right. Uh, this is the NWA before there was the NWA yeah. with Ice Cube. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> with the wrestling NWA here, guys. <laughs> so very cool that they like something. All right. Yeah. Who
1: else? Uh former NWA champion Adam Pierce. Uh he was in that transitional period between TNA and what Will uh Billy Corgan has him now. Okay. So he's a very important champ. So thank you, Adam Pierce. Awesome. Uh Alamo City Comic Con supported us, like a few of ours. River City Wrestling. Thank you, Brandon. Awesome. Uh Fangoria, like the few of us. Uh Warren Drummond, storyboard artist for Rise of the Planet of the Apes. And wow. some other cool Very stuff. Cool.
0: Very and
1: cool. of course, which a uh, big thrill for me was uh JM Dematis and Mike Zek. They liked uh just about every damn uh tweet I had about the Spider-Man story. Yeah,
0: you were going in on their great story we talked about last week and really amazing of that comic book duo that worked on that book to appreciate what we we were posting about and i hope
1: i helped them out too because it's such a great story so
0: yeah for sure and i hope that they listen to all the awesome things you have to say about their really incredible story again i can't wait to read it. the trade paperback is now in my (laughs) possession i will be going home with me and uh i'll be getting into that um I Feel like we had something from Comic Palooza Houston, too. Did yes, we? we did. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes, that's okay. No, we totally sure okay. did
1: from Houston. Our uh, it's probably maybe the second biggest Comic Con, yeah, in Texas. Comic
0: Palooza, thank you guys, too. Yeah, huge thanks to them. Yeah. Uh, that's where I got to meet uh, Chris Claremont, Chris Claremont and, uh, I got to uh, Dan Juergens, Amelia Adams, Clark, Amelia Clark. Yes, the yeah. great and beautiful Khaleesi. Uh, that's where I got experience. to meet Mike Sec, uh, the well, art is for the Craven Sword, awesome. so that's where
1: I got to meet him. Awesome. Great, yeah. great,
0: great, great. So, yeah, always, again, we always appreciate uh, not just people that are out there in the world doing these things, but uh, just anyone. You know what I mean? Guys, if you go out there. Follow us on uh, Twitter, follow us on Instagram, like our stuff, send us a comment, tell us what you think, whatever. And we'll be talking about you on here too, because we uh, appreciate that. Yeah, and I've
1: noticed uh, we have uh, some certain followers that uh, are always liking our
0: stuff, so thank you guys too. Yeah, we definitely, definitely appreciate you guys. You guys make it happen. So... Um, with that being said, I think we have that bit of business out of the way, double a adrenalize me. What are we talking about on just another Friday night tonight? Okay. So it's kind
1: of like a favorite era of ours. We talk about it. We play them every time we're together. We usually play these certain group of bands. Mm -hmm. Um, it's music from like the late eighties to about 96.
0: Okay. 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 And I think we're specifically kind of focusing on the the rock aspect of that. Yeah. Yeah. Called a lot of things, call it grunge, call it rock alternative, it's Which been called everything. CM, I really don't even know what grunge is,
1: because <laughs> these bands that we're about to talk about don't sound the same at all, Yeah, like they do, like uh, you can you know, go to the new wave of British Heavy Metal, and there's a lot of bands that sound the same, Glam Metal, they sound the same, these bands sure as hell do not sound the same, so right. I really don't know what grunge is, I don't know what it means. It's just a label, popular
0: label that they put on these bands, but yeah. they all sound different. I've heard <laughs> interviews with Kurt Cobain say it himself, you know what I mean? Um, if you want to call him the king of the grunge era, pretty much say the same thing, which is that, you know, w- uh, what is grunge? Somebody exactly. he, somewhere at some newspaper said that's what it had to be called. And, you know, he always wanted to be a new wave band, he said. Yeah. Because, you know? I
1: mean, if you look at it, like, this is uh, something I've always pointed out uh, to me, like, uh, Alice in Chains, for instance. Mm-hmm. What characterizes them for me is their harmonies. Lane okay. and Jerry, almost every song they harmonize, which is very unique. Yeah. In any music scene, you really don't have two singers and they're harmonizing. Right. Pearl Jam has loud guitars. Mm-hmm. Very, probably the most old school of the of the group. Uh, Nirvana, you really think of the rhythm section. Really? Because uh, Kurt plays like a punk kind of guitar. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Uh, but you, I mean, with Nirvana, you hear Chris's bass all over it oh, and yeah. you hear Dave grow with Soundgarden, Chris Cornell's voice, and the really heavy riffing mm-hmm. that Kim Thayle does. Yeah. You know, I mean, so what is Grunge?
0: I sure I, as hell don't know. No, no, yeah. And I because would say- all of
1: them are different.
0: Yeah, I would say that if you're listening to any one of those bands, they almost have a signature sound where you know it's a Pearl Jam song or a Nirvana song. But, you know, again, they don't sound like each other. And that's what I loved about it. It's so unique. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Okay, so, um, you know, to get kind of started here, we said we were going to do this last week. You sent me a picture uh through yeah. text and it pretty much was five album covers i think it was yeah so it's supposed to be like of their biggest albums go ahead Steve. okay sure so it's like nirvana never mind mm-hmm. obviously if anyone is anyone unless you've been under seventeen thousand yeah. rocks <laughs> you did not know this album you yeah. know what i mean and the right cover. alongside of that is pearl jam 10. 10 you know what i mean so then you also put in there is a melancholy and the infinite sadness from the Sebastian pumpkins, pumpkins. Uh, another band that you know we mentioned billy corgan that we came of the show yes, for sir. His, his now wrestling yes. business yes he's <laughs> actually a wrestling promoter he owns the nwa so that's pretty damn cool huge wrestling fan so that's a very cool yeah. um you know billy corgan because you know music isn't something we initially said we were going to talk about on this show but we also said we weren't going to limit ourselves to no. talking about anything no. but, but everything does kind of tie together so here you know we talked about wrestling and now we've got you know we're talking about the guy himself you mm-hmm. know what i mean so Uh, You know Billy Corgan. That the other albums in the uh, list were uh, Alice in Chains' Dirt, Dirt, and Uh, Super Unknown from Soundgarden. Super Unknown from Soundgarden. Yeah, Purple from Stone Temple. Purple from Stone Temple Pilots. I mean, we can go on and on. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm jamming into this kind of music from you know in one space to another, depending on my mood, mm-hmm. whatever. And you know, the same way anyone listens to music or watches movies, you know, you're whatever you're feeling at the time. But because I knew we had this coming up, I just started to jam out. And I said, okay, let me listen to, I'm going to listen to these albums beginning to end and hear them. I obviously didn't get through all of them because melancholy is like a double album. <laughs> yeah. It's like it takes yeah. forever to listen to, but I obviously got through a uh, nevermind in 10 and I had a little bit of takeaways. Um, you know, so I'm listening to nevermind and, um, when you're on spotify that's where i listened that it was uh they got a lot of the deluxe editions and the remasters mm-hmm. on there whatever so um you know the songs hit the same way where i just felt like man like these songs they take me back to a time when you know i can't really put it any other way other than that this was i'd always liked music since i was little and i'd heard music from my mom my dad mm-hmm. but it was kind of their music but this was the first music in the 90s you know at this time i must be like between like you know 10 and 13 this was like my music like i was like this is music that i like that my parents don't like this yeah. is like you know <laughs> this stuff's not coming out on vinyl you know what i mean back then you no. know what i mean it was like it was coming out on cassette tape or cd and that's how i was listening to it and i was like man this is really mine you know what i mean so when i hear songs like you know breed poly um you know territorial pissings drain you Mm -hmm. from never mind i'm like man these songs are still the same heavy angry sound that i remember and and maybe i didn't feel that way but i just was like man this shit really rocks you know what i mean
1: It, it was very different i mean the subjects uh were far and away from the sex drugs and rock and roll Right. Uh, party anthems that of you heard 80s. throughout <laughs> of the eighties, very different. Like CM said, very angry, mm-hmm. very melancholy. You know, maybe something more people could relate to in the teens. Right. You know, that kind of music where it's not always about getting the hottest girl and banging her. Yeah, you know, it's talking about I just don't fit in, which
0: really hit for a lot of people. 100% yeah. man 100% yeah. so you know last week we talked about you know my favorite book preacher or whatever and mm-hmm. you know nirvana yes. kind of plays an integral part it, yeah in, yeah <laughs> one, one person of, in one character's major in story yeah <laughs> one character's inner story or whatever I mean but you know uh it's it, it you know the era that you call the grunge era or whatever you want to call it you could say kind of ended with you know Kurt Cobain's suicide in 1994 yeah. um and uh that's touched on in this in this uh issue this one-off issue of Preacher which is the story of mm-hmm. our space or whatever and I, I think that Garth Ennis takes an approach to it almost of you know a lot of people after Kurt's death it took it a lot of different ways and and maybe his uh view on it was more satirical because obviously this character is yeah. kind of a joke but <laughs> you know he he attempts to commit suicide but he only attempts to do it right after his his only friend he had that was he, that he, cared, feels he has, yeah. yeah. That he feels he has just blew his own brains out, and he, you know, he does not successfully kill himself. Um, but you know, shortly before that, he finds out because I just reread it, you know, in preparation for this this episode, he, you know, he finds out from this guy's sister that, you know, uh, he's younger than him, you know what I mean? And and he, he didn't know anything, he didn't even know that Kurt Cobain had died, you know, he knew of him, and he's telling the sister who you know they draw attractive you know what i mean he's like you know well this guy got me into music and got me into things and his dad's kicking his ass every day or whatever and so you know i think that 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 the music did resonate with people like that mm-hmm. and so they had those type of feelings you know what i mean yeah. and, um you know i don't know that if i was jamming out to it in a mindset of anger or whatever i just thought it was good music you <laughs> know what i mean like exactly. you know, how, yeah. how did you feel about
1: it oh i loved it uh nirvana was my uh first intro uh to all this right so uh and it was uh never mind well bleach too because uh my older brother played the hell out yeah all those albums in utero (laughs) and sense but he loved bleach too yeah and it was just it's so different like i said it's uh nirvana like i said he plays with like such a punkish kind of way with his guitar which i didn't hear for a while Mm -hmm. his voice he's not like a like a usual singer he he Sings with a lot of emotion, almost a sounds lot of strained anger. at times. Yes, you know very I mean? strained, but still good. You know, very good, very good. But it was again a, a singing style that you really have not heard. Um, because, like I said, when you have a band that's popular, there's a million bands that come out and they want that same frontman, of course. You know, and Kurt wasn't trying to be like that. He, like I said, he sang with a lot of passion. He, yeah. just like CM said, he sounds like he strains his voice. Mm-hmm. And then the power from Dave Groh and, and Chris Novoselic. I mean, yeah. the bass is everywhere. It's oh, yeah. like a first time where the guitar's not really up front. It's kind of like taking a back seat to the bass and the drums. And so, I mean, I was like, wow, this is coming from three guys. Yeah. You know?
0: and Yeah, exactly. You just know it right Chris away. Chris is such a <laughs> badass.
1: I've always said I love Chris Novoselic. Yeah. He's a yeah. badass bassist. It's a shame he didn't really go on to any more music. Exactly. I, I was, knew he did like a political run at one He time. did, but I mean, it wasn't really anything. Yeah. It's like yeah. once Nirvana ended, it was like, that was it for him.
0: Yeah, and that's tough. And obviously, you know? out of out of, uh, you know, out of Nirvana, we get Dave Grohl and Foo Fighters, Fighters yeah. come out, you know yeah. what I mean? which obviously a lot of radio uh, hits, I think, that are very oh, yeah. you know? successful. Very yeah. successful. Different yeah. sound. Different yeah. sound.
1: I mean, that was cool that he did that. He took a band. From the
0: ground and made it to where they're at today. So For sure. For sure, to him. And he loves music too. So he's done a lot yeah, of and, for,
1: and I want to say a lot of things he got from Kurt. I mean. Oh yeah. The way he sings. It's yeah. kind of reminiscent of Kurt. You know. He plays a guitar like Kurt. Mm-hmm. You know. So I mean. I'm, I'm sure he got a shitload of things from Kurt Cobain.
0: Yeah. And it's great to have that. Since we don't have Kurt anymore. Yeah. That we get guys yeah. like him. And we get guys like. I, I would say the next band on our list. I got to listen all the way through was 10.
1: Okay. And. Um, How do you
0: feel about that album? Because
1: that's always the debate. What is better, Nevermind or Ten? So I want to get your opinion first on how you felt about Ten. Um, they're really neck to neck. I can okay. see why it's a debate. I can see why it's I'm okay, meaning... but the sound is so different. Too. Oh yeah, yeah. On one side, you got kind of like it's an up and down with Nevermind, mm-hmm. angry, low. You know, you know, Poly. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, you know, uh smells like Teenspire, mm-hmm. but like, like with. Pearl Jam, you have like Alive, Even Flow, yes, you know, Garden. It's Mm -hmm. very kind of walking stuff, but it's not as angry as maybe right um, how Kurt expresses himself.
0: Well, I, I definitely feel as though Eddie Vedder is of the two the better songwriter. The, the songs are telling more I stories. And I more I, personal. Yeah, I'm a fan of a story. So yeah. it, it doesn't really matter in what form I get it into, whether it's through a song. Yeah. And, or I, and a, I can't stress about that. I'm you know, sorry to interrupt. But no, I can't no.
1: stress enough. CM loves stories.
0: Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's my and mood. that's what everything,
1: wrestling, music, everything, movies, he loves a good story over anything else.
0: Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So yeah, if there's a story there to be told that I can, I can latch on to. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't even necessarily. Sometimes, always have to be a good story. I just want to know where is it going. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you know, you get that with uh, with Eddie Vedder and that and Pearl Jam, and then that ten album. I mean, I just feel like you know, you can. I love to when I'm listening to music. You know, nowadays it feels like you know, music isn't given to us. It's meant not meant to be given to us in album form. It's right. meant to be given to us in enough singles that you mm-hmm. buy on maybe yeah. iTunes. Yeah. Um, you know and that's totally fine but back in our in our day of initially getting in it was like you know you're going to go get a CD mm-hmm. for you hope 10 bucks and you hope you're going to get six <laughs> good songs out of yeah. it i mean in these two albums uh you know double a you've got them in your hands and you're just like holy exactly. shit you know what i mean yeah. like they're really you can listen to them over and over and over again um you know uh alive why go yeah. you know obviously black you know what i mean He's mm-hmm. mentioned garden uh, jeremy jeremy release you know jeremy that's you know uh my girlfriend's uh youngest son's yes. name or whatever so every time it comes on you know what i mean it's like uh, you very know. powerful song too you, you know people mm-hmm. talk about like teen spirit but jeremy
1: is just as powerful i i think in my opinion it's it's an anthem right there too of that era absolutely uh I mean, that story is really
0: fucked up as well. You know, Jeremy. I mean, I can remember vividly because, I mean, I'm of the MTV generation mm-hmm, when there mm-hmm. was music videos on MTV, as are you. Mm-hmm. And it was on in both of our households. Yeah. So, I mean, these videos were videos that you would see all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And that video, I mean, I believe that the German video came out before the first kind of like mass school shooting. Yes. And yeah. it essentially is a video about a school shooting. Well, no, he kills himself. Yes. That's right. he kills himself. Yes. And see, like uh, – I. I
1: I've heard him tell this story that he felt really bad because it was he was such a small kid, mm-hmm. and he only got like a little bit of the newspaper. Mm-hmm. And you know, to Eddie Vedder, he was like, "Come on, you know, this is serious stuff right here. Like yeah. we're not making more of an, of a bigger issue right. over this, you know." And right. that was like his story to try to tell people, you know, about this about this boy. That was in
0: pain and yeah. he ended his life at a very young age. So, And he's one to speak from experience about you yeah. know, that type of pain, having, yeah. having gone through it. Um, I will say this, you know, from the two albums that we just mm-hmm. talked about, mm-hmm. Nevermind and Intent, Intent. I, there was a song on each that I did not like. Okay. Uh, okay, Endless Nameless um, on Nevermind. Okay. I believe it's the last track. And Oceans from 10. Oceans. Like I don't know what it was about both of those. I just I found myself like ready to skip right away. I was like, I- I'm good on this. You yeah, know, like, I, mean, I heard that's it, fine. You yeah. know, so nothing th- for me in particular. Yeah. What are your feelings on those two albums? Okay, so um it it's funny because
1: man, I love the aggressiveness of Nevermind, mm-hmm. but I love Eddie's scene. Yeah. And it's I mean, don't get me wrong, Pearl Jam is a tight band, real tight, but it's like I like more the aggressive Nirvana punkish sound. Um, it. I like probably. I would probably put on Nevermind, but not by, by that much. Yeah, uh, I love Pearl Jam probably yeah. more than Nirvana, and it's only because they have a bigger body of work. <laughs> well, right, than yeah, Nirvana. We does, have so you
0: know it, for sure. I, you know, I, I put them neck to neck. You know what I mean? Again, like I think about them in that term. But again, if you were to tell me to list. All the songs, I would probably have a bigger Mm -hmm. uh, Pearl Jam uh, list of songs because they're more songs. You know what I mean? So not only that, but we kind of touched it too. Like, Kurt really didn't have too much
1: time to really expand. I mean, there are a lot of angry songs where Pearl Jam, Eddie Vedder, you know, he did expand more. And Mm -hmm. his songs weren't uh, as dark. Like, even his singing style, it was really low. On the first few albums where now he's really much more experienced he's probably at a good place i don't know yeah maybe a good place his singing style mm-hmm. has changed yeah. maybe that would have happened with kurt too yeah i don't know i
0: saw um eddie Vedder perform in a in a small venue uh-huh. uh here in san antonio at the lila Cockrell theater uh performing his uh, ukulele songs. Yes. album. Yeah, that's right that's right uh, it's a beautiful beautiful album um very Pearl jam um but i mean he just sounds amazing and it's a great great album you know what i mean okay. um, and and he was he was amazing i would love to have seen what kurt could have matured into yeah that, you know that's why West. i always wonder
1: like where would they have been what they have faded out what they have been where pearl jam is i mean would new metal have killed him and yeah you know like oh you know this is old now you know for sure. Because I mean, that was the next scene with New Metal. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, you know. So
0: let me ask you a question. This is a question I, I think about all the time. Um, out of Nirvana, we get Foo Fighters, but if mm-hmm. you could choose Nirvana or Foo Fighters and the other one's catalog goes away, who do you keep? I would keep Nirvana. I agree better with songs, you. Better songs,
1: just better songs, better yeah.
0: structure, everything you for know? sure. For sure. So, I feel like, too, I tie music to like a, a time in my life, a period, mm-hmm. and so it will remind you of that, which I think is most people, yeah. you know. So, um, what okay, would you awesome. say from Nirvana,
1: the album that's probably most personal to you? Uh, you song. Got, or just the album. I mean, you got Bleach, you got Nevermind, you got In Utero, you got Incesticide, you got the Unplugged album, obviously.
0: Yeah, you know, it's tough to me when I think about the two albums that I love the most of theirs, it would be Unplugged, but right next to neck with it, because it's one vibe, and then the next one is the money banks of Wishka, okay. which is okay. the live album and that one t- goes totally hard i mean it's ah, like he's okay. like he's really wrecking his voice it sounds like it's so heavy and fast and it's like if you're like in a angry mood or you're just like in like a mood where you're just like i just want to like rock out like that's it and to pick you up that that album does it nice now if you want to just chill and you're just vibing or whatever like you can definitely listen to um the unplugged Beginning. i love end. unplugged
1: that's yeah. my favorite album um And it's funny because he does like a lot of covers, but Mm -hmm. man, he makes those covers so great. Um, Absolutely. You know, the David Bowie one, um, I love, and I love David Bowie's, Mm -hmm. you know, the man who sold the world, man who sold the world. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, I I know there's a great story about uh, the song uh, he performs at the end um, that there was meant to be another song afterwards, whatever, but that Kurt did such a great job on it to himself that he was like, (laughs) I'm not going to go back out. So that was (laughs) it. Um, the, the, right now, the, song's, the song name is eluding my mind, or whatever. I'm going to look it up real quick here. But um, now I know. Yeah, uh, it's so great. Yeah. So uh,
1: Pearl Jam 2, I would say 10 is probably their best album. Um, Versus is very aggressive. Mm-hmm. Vitology is a good one, but you can start hearing order expanding. And, uh, you, you know, they, they expand more their sound. Yeah, but I would say ten is definitely for
0: me. Pearl Jam, it's it's ten. Okay, their best album. Yeah, Yeah. in my opinion, yes, yes. I I definitely feel in that. And the song is uh, "Where Did You Sleep Last Night?" is the one that Kurt ends on, and he has this moment. And uh, other people have talked about this moment, but he literally kind of like closes his eyes and takes a breath and when he opens his eyes it's almost like he comes back as somebody else and you can see it in the unplugged video if you watch it or whatever and then he ends the song on this like note in his voice mm-hmm. and it's just uh that that's definitely one of my favorite tunes it's not his tune i believe he says it's a lead belly tune oh that's um, right yes and, you know that's right. yes, out, yes. you know a great song yes. but from them i love something in the way that's a good one yeah. um it comes out in the movie jarhead ah, um, i was okay. kind of uh thinking about this the other day because um in that scene you know jarhead the movie jake gyllenhaal takes place in the first gulf war mm-hmm. uh in the 90s and uh <laughs> there's a scene where these choppers are coming in and they're playing like 70s music like credence right and jake <laughs> gyllenhaal's character makes it a uh, swafford makes a comment. he's like He's like fucking Vietnam music. Can't even get our own fucking music. <laughs> and then later on he has a scene and he's thinking about his girl who says she met a guy or whatever. You know what I mean? And meanwhile, he's over here in the desert or whatever. Yeah. He literally, yeah. I have like, having this nightmare, he starts throwing up sand into the sink ah, and something in God. the way is playing. And it's so beautiful together, that scene. And that's such a, an amazing song. But, um, Beyond Kurt and and Eddie and, and Nirvana and Pro Jam, who else we got? Uh, okay, so in? um Soundgarden. I love Soundgarden. I that's know probably, you're a huge Soundgarden fan. Yes,
1: that's my favorite band from this whole era. Um Chris Cornell, I've said this to many people, he's in my top ten vocalist of all time. Yeah. The way this man screams in these Soundgarden uh albums, it's so powerful. You're like how the fuck is this coming out of this man's voice? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. and like I said, they're so heavy. Kim Thail is a very underrated guitarist. The mm-hmm. riffs that he does. Um, go back and listen to Loud Love. It's from the second album. Or go to uh even like a current one, Live to Rise from The Avengers. Mm-hmm. Man, what a riff! The oh, yeah. way he Chris sings on that one. Uh Slaves and Bulldozers Outshine, uh, Rusty Cage, Bell on Black Days is my personal favorite amazing song yes i mean yeah. uh, and bad motor finger people say super unknown is is the best album i actually think it's the album before bad motor finger mm-hmm. uh that one just probably has everything that was really good about Soundgarden. yeah
0: um
1: so i love chris cornell i love Kim Theo. matt cameron that was where he was at before he became the permanent uh member of pearl jam yeah so
0: how do Very you feel cool. about Soundgarden?
1: how do you feel about cornell
0: uh <clears throat> Definitely agree with you 100% on Cornell's voice, one of the finest voices Amazing. I've ever heard Amazing. in my life. So again, I, I'm you can say I'm biased because it comes from that time in my yeah. life in my music, but dude, Rusty Cage, the video would come on, mm-hmm. outshined when he's screaming in those parts. I mean, yeah. those two tracks, you put those on like a workout playlist yeah. or whatever you're doing, you know what I mean? And you're pumped. Like those <laughs> yeah. fucking songs rock, man. Um, I most recently had gotten into like this album he's doing, I think of covers too. He covers uh Redemption Song huh, uh, by okay. Bob Marley yeah, beautifully, yeah. Beautiful. he covers Billie Jean in a way that is like. I mean, oh, my gosh. I mean, I can only imagine how many chicks this guy got. <laughs> like, it's just an amazing version of whatever, you know. But, um, you know, also, too, more recent, but ends in tragedy as well with, with Chris Cornell, yeah. sadly. Yeah, which you know. I was really disappointed in because yeah. um, they had just got back together.
1: I was super happy. I was hoping they were going to come Did you, you have tickets? Tomorrow. No, no, But Oh, no.
0: okay. No, I, was I, was
1: was, I was hoping to see them in you know, the incident happened. I yeah. Know.
0: Yeah. Very sad. You know, I, Very he sad.
1: was the person I didn't think
0: that would uh, do that. Me He neither. always seemed to have his head uh, straight. Yeah. Me neither. Know? I don't mean to make light of it at all, me but I, I feel no. like, I feel like there was kind of a little string of guys dying, <sighs> yeah. with hanging in the closet. Right. Yeah. And, and it, I just kind of have my own theory or whatever about that is that sometimes, you know, I don't know if they have like a, and this is totally off topic, but if they're like into a kinkier lifestyle or whatever, something, and something goes wrong. And yeah. then maybe that person that they're with leaves and it looks like this person committed suicide when really it was like they just, we're into something freaky, and then yeah. that happened. And yeah. you don't always get all the details. But um, you know, moving yeah. on from that, um, no amazing band, Soundgarden. Now, here's a question I'll ask you: okay. Out of Soundgarden, we did get Audio Slave, a band I love a lot too. Yes, I am 100 with you. Now I got to ask you: If you could have only one catalog of each, who do you keep? Oh, Audio Slave hard.
1: or Soundgarden? It's so hard. Um, I'm going to have to go with Soundgarden, just by a little bit though. Yeah, because I love the Rage guys. I love that band. Yeah, uh, when they first said Cornell with that music behind him, I was like super pumped. Yeah, Rage Against the Machine music with Chris Cornell's powerful mm-hmm. voice, Tom Morello oh, and stuff. Man. I mean, that first song that Co-chee, comes out, yeah. I was like, oh. like, holy
0: shit! It's like I was God like, that's back. what I wanted. Yeah,
1: that's everything I wanted. <laughs> then you hear Cornell doing that scream in the middle, and you're just like, yes, dude, yes, I'm telling he's you, he's back. You I'm know? But you. I would have to go with Soundgarden because. Again, his screams go go back, go back to Mm. Jesus Christ post. Mm. The dude is screaming his ass off. Yeah. I mean, it looks like he's in pain, but he's still roaring, you know. So I love Cornell. Like again, he's one of my top ten vocalists of all time.
0: Uh, so I love
1: SoundGarden, heavy band. Uh, again, sounds different than Nirvana and Pearl Jam, which is always great, right? For sure. Oh, that's great. Yeah. You hate to have
0: imitators. That's you know? what made <laughs> that kind of genre so so well. And I know there's a lot of jokes that come yeah. out about the oh, 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 voice, yes. you know what I mean? But, but yeah. you know, there were guys that did do that. But, you know what I mean? These guys were talking about, they were very different. Sounding. These were unique guys. Any better? That was his way
1: of singing. Mm-hmm. Then you start having guys start singing like that because they like Hootie kind it, of tried to do it. And, yeah. You know, uh, so, I mean, yeah. But these bands were so unique. Right. And I think that's why they're sending the test of time. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And you get you know, these guys are all from Seattle too. So you've got what <laughs> an amazing right. time, right? Can you imagine? Yes. You know, at the time oh that we gosh. got into the music, we weren't old enough to go yeah. to shows or yeah. you know what I mean, and of course, nor nor were we in the area, you know what I mean? Yeah. But but can you imagine, you know, double A being in a in a small venue and oh. hearing
1: uh, set oh from goodness. these guys, it yeah. would have just
0: been incredible. You know, that I mean? would have been amazing to have seen any one of these bands. Mm-hmm. And you know, and unfortunately, you know, we didn't have our chance to see some of the others. You know, what I mean, we did have our chance to see some of the others later in later years, but then yeah, like happened, Pearl Jam, you know? the,
1: the last time they came was in oh three. Right, you know they do the Austin City Limits, but uh,
0: those tickets are a little bit pricey. Oh yeah, and it's like you know I want to go and see them. Yeah, right? I, mean, I, I don't really yeah. need to see a big old you know yeah. uh, show, or whatever. But but again, if you've seen them, you're very lucky. I say that me and you got to put it on our bucket list to make it a, a chance to travel and go see. Oh uh, for Palm sure, Jam one for sure. Soon. All right, guys. Right now we're gonna take a super super quick break, and then we're gonna be right back. Thanks for hanging in there with us, guys. And we are back. Um, so let's carry on, Double A. Who else do we got on the list here? Got uh, Alice in Chains. How do you feel about
1: Alice in Chains?
0: Man, so I went and listened to Dirt. I okay. got to hear it all the way through. Okay. Um, while I'm hearing it, you know, sometimes Spotify will kind of mix some things in mm-hmm. there. So I also got to hear um, uh, Man in the Box, which is mm-hmm. actually from the Face of album, which yes. is from Nighty, yes. which is mm-hmm. a super kick-ass Great. song. Yeah. But man, Them Bones really fucking hard um you know angry chair wood Mm -hmm. down in a hole Mm -hmm. um i stay away i was like man sea of sorrow heaven beside you yeah yeah i was like no excuses shit this is pretty good now i will say this the same with the other albums i heard sick man and godsmack i just thought sucked i was like
1: (laughs) and that's funny because that's where the bang godsmack
0: got their name from really yeah i was like i would (laughs) i would Probably 100% of the time skip those songs. But
1: how do you feel about Allison changes approach? Because oh, now, again, I went back. It's Jerry and Lane, which is still very unusual to have two vocalists doing mm-hmm. it. They use a lot of acoustics. Mm-hmm.
0: A lot. How do you feel? Um, you know what? About I, their style? I, what I realized is that. I didn't realize how many of their songs I like. If you were to ask me mm-hmm. to list my bands from that time, temp- mm-hmm. I might not say them off the top of my head. But I mean, like Rooster, like I mean, it's very like, powerful. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just like I like a lot of these guys' yeah. songs. Like I mean, like I said, if I'm over, if I'm counting songs on my hand and I get over five, I'm like, uh, okay, this is pretty damn good. You know what yeah, I mean?
1: like for me, Lane is another guy. I just love the man's voice. Mm-hmm. Again, another guy that was very passionate in his singing. Right. Um, and jerry just really smooths it out with his mellow voice Mm -hmm. it's a great blend of those two guys voices yeah yeah i love and
0: change yeah i mean those songs are fucking awesome Mm -hmm. i was just again like i i was realizing to myself i was like wow i i like quite a handful Mm -hmm. of these guys songs and they're really fucking good yeah i mean so there's i mean there's really not a lot more to say about it um you know other than Sadly, also not to keep things yeah, morbid, but the tragedy of that Lane Staley, also, uh, death of a speedball. Um, yeah,
1: I mean, you know, and, and that's the bad part, you know. I mean, we got three great bands, three great lead singers, mm-hmm. and they all died, you know, right? And it's right. the same thing with even Stone Temple. How do you feel
0: about Stone Temple? Uh, Stone Temple Pilots, man. I mean, um, you know, again, we lost Wheeland in later years again, yeah, from you know, that generation yeah and out of them too we got two bands we, we got velvet revolver right yeah. and, and i don't think it's a hard i won't even ask you the question because i don't think it's hard i think we both know we both keep stone till yeah. pilots catalog if we had to keep one. Yeah. um love them i was listening to purple i listened to almost all of it mm-hmm. and i realized I, I guess i did not know this it was almost the opposite effect of allison chains where it was like I didn't like a lot of Purple, but and I as I'm I'm writing my notes about this week's episode and I'm listening to it, I'm like, hey, you know what? I don't really care for this. Mm-hmm. Because I, and mm-hmm. I'm thinking to myself, what was the album before Core, Core which I think yeah. I probably like more songs. Of. Yeah. As I'm saying that, Big Empty comes on, and I'm yeah. like, oh, my God, this song's on yeah. this album. Big Empty, I fucking love yeah. that song. It is my all-time favorite song from Some Teller Pilots if I were to do a list of top songs, it would probably be impossible, but it might be in there somewhere in the top. Cause I just love big empty, no matter what it, it's rare for me to, to like a band to the point um, and be able to name one song that I like, but with them, if you were to say, what's your favorite social podcast song, big empty hands down. That's yeah. So for me, um, they
1: actually have one song that whenever it comes on, I will not change. And that's very rare for me. This is, sometimes I have a band where there's one song that pops up I will never change I will leave my hand off
0: mm-hmm.
1: for them for me it's uh interstate love song love that song okay I will never change that song if it comes out if somebody plays it I will never I will get mad if somebody changes it <laughs> I love that song Interstate yeah. love song is on one of my lists for like songs okay that I will not change so I love that song so i love stone temple it's fine they're not my favorite yeah okay but yeah he had a great voice absolutely good band Unique. You, know? you know um
0: yeah so I, I mean i i was thinking of the other songs that i did like you know words which was interstate low song i mean there's um plush mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. uh creep you know what yeah. I mean? so it's like you know th- those songs are are fantastic um the other thing too is that where i really i didn't you know purple the Big is on there, mm-hmm. but I know it more from the Crow soundtrack. The crow, which um, is
1: another good like alternative um, CD. Yeah,
0: that that whole album is mm-hmm. great beginning to end. Mm-hmm. You know, again a nineties movie, yeah. you know, and you know, based on a comic book, you yeah. know what I mean? You've got the you know Grand exactly Lee Bruce Lee yeah, yeah. son is the crow. You know what I mean? But yeah, I definitely feel you, but Big Empty, that's that song for me. Interstate love song for you. I did write a note about that song, is that like that riff, you know, the doom doom is is right from the I Gotta Name, the Jim Croce song. Um, someone, yeah, people. So you go
1: listen to those songs. You,
0: yeah, you'll hear them. You'll hear the riff <laughs> and know it. And I, I think that someone pointed it out to me at one time. And I listened to it again. And I had to. I was like, what was the thing about that? I went back, listened to the. It's both.
1: almost like the the Nirvana. The smells like Teen Spirit. They got that riff from the Boston song. Oh,
0: okay. More than a feeling. Oh, okay. Right. I and mean, you can't hear that too. So <laughs> very cool. You know. Very cool. Okay, so that was um, we touched on almost all the ones we talked about except um, Smashing Pumpkins. Yes. How um, do you feel about Smashing? Buckets, I love them. A lot of great okay. songs. I was listening to Melancholy and I was just like, wow, um, there's I mean, a lot of music on there. Yeah. Besides Melancholy, I mean, these guys, he could write songs. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. It de- and it had a great voice, a unique voice. Very Again, kind of whiny sounding. It is but it, but, is,
1: but it sounds good with this yes. music.
0: <laughs> Perfect. If Corgan
1: was on Nirvana, Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, no. <laughs> no
0: yeah, no, definitely. And again, w- what, it, what it does great is that... it. It's a different sound for that exactly. time. You had options. You know exactly. What I mean? And uh, so I'm listening to it. I really feel as though like it, Melancholy could have been a single. It, it probably didn't needed to be a double yeah. album. It yeah. could have been one album that was really, really good. It would have been probably like an ultimate album because you've got Tonight Tonight, Zero, yep. Bullet Butterfly Wings, um, To Forgive, which was just beautiful to me. Like, I think I forgot that song and I was like, man, I just love it. Um, 33, the same, mm-hmm. I felt the same way. And then 1979, of course, just uh, takes me back to like movies. Right, and I just like, just a great, song. yeah, it's it. just an all around great song. So, um, nothing not to like of, about the smashing pumpkins in my opinion. And, and of course as a wrestling guy, he's a wrestling guy too. Yeah, so wrestling promoter I, now. I, I like that. Now we did, we did talk a little bit about some one-offs. Um, you know, what are the ones you got? That you think Okay. About?
1: So like on, uh, Alice in Chains EP set. Mm-hmm. Um there's a song credited to Alice Mudgarden and it's called <laughs> Right Turn. And I played it for CM and he liked it. It's uh yes. Chris Cornell, Mark Am and uh Lane Staley uh sharing vocal duties. It's a great song, very Alice in Chains. You know, they all have their turns. Lay's like Lane is like in the beginning, Mark's like in the middle, and then Cornell just kind of ends it with this screams. Oh yeah.
0: Great song. Yeah, it was it was really good. I'd never heard that song before, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Hey, that's pretty cool." And you know, speaking of it, I can imagine these guys at this time. It's like, hey, if you're gonna like mash up, yeah. you know, mash up with Cornell, because yeah. the next one we got is the very Temple popular of the Dog. Temple of the Dog, and that was kind of like
1: I think Eddie Vedder's first kind of uh, venture into the music, I mm-hmm. think. And it's a great, you know. I mean, obviously, you, you know, the hungry. You know, I got hungry. You yeah, know, where him and
0: Eddie are just dueling. Oh my gosh! On that song, yeah. you know that video. It felt like it was on forever um, <laughs> yeah. in the '90s on yeah. MTV. But you know what? It was. I never got tired of hearing of it, and I still don't tired of hearing yeah. that song. When they're go, when they're, it's cutting from them in the field, pretty yeah. much like, yeah, you know, howling with their vocals at yeah. each other. I'm just like, this shit is fucking awesome. So, I mean, it, it's that was cool. I don't really know, you know, that was kind of just like a one-off. It wasn't anything else with it. Um, Some other bands that we kind of thought of were like, you know, sublime. Um, They obviously, you know, had their, had their time up, unfortunately again sadly another another uh, lead singer yeah. that passed uh, brad yeah. noel yeah. Uh, in 96 um but um i know that they did continue i, I got to see them live in their yes yeah, sublime with rome with rome yeah. i saw them twice actually and oh they were okay. very good okay. i've been I, they were, I saw them at something garden and then i saw them at um the uh maverick festival i believe was ah, it maverick okay. festival? I, I might be getting that wrong okay. but either way i saw them twice and they were it was, it was still really good okay. you know what i mean good sounding you know good, sounding, good uh, pot smoking music if that's your thing <laughs> or whatever you know <laughs> but they were pretty good um we also threw out <clears throat> no doubt came up yeah it was uh, again that sound that time um 95 i think is tragic kingdom i, I know that they Bay were Bible. really yeah they were really called like kind of ska um but uh no, but they, they i love the band too
1: again you had a different sound mm-hmm. again yeah and then you had Gwen stefani great vocals uh i mean again a woman singer that's still kind of like very taboo in this genre. Yeah. Uh, but she did great. The band is very
0: tight, great band. Her brother's in there, you know, uh, easy on the eyes too very like easy <laughs> I remember seeing her and that she looked more punky in those videos yeah. and it was like man this is like a hot get again a different shit, look you know yeah.
1: yeah, and she was a trendsetter for all that kind of I
0: stuff I mean and, and this time the video ties a lot to the song yeah. to you because it sticks with yeah. you and that's usually how you were first ingesting yeah. it you weren't necessarily hearing it by yeah. you didn't go out and buy a tape without hearing it you probably saw a video on MTV enough, yeah. and you said this band has two three good songs let me go get mm-hmm. the tape and then you had the cassette tape the Tragic Kingdom great album guys yeah perfect to it by yeah you know wherever you're listening to really great album some of those good tunes come out in uh, captain marvel or Mm -hmm. whatever that just recently that's right takes place in the 90s so yeah that's good too um i put this name on the list uh and maybe i don't think controversial for you but you know weezer okay i mean you know they come kind of yeah Yeah. I, i think so and then they have you know i think that blue album was roughly around that time you know what i mean and you know it's like the sweater song was was huge they've got a great sound i've seen them live um i think they've they've only gotten better or whatever i mean but you know like for me in the garage is one of those songs like i said you know i just love the you know the line you know uh you know we've got kitty pride and nightcrawler (laughs) too you know what i mean so anytime you give a shout out to x-men and kiss in the same (laughs) song very very cool stuff um you mentioned earlier too not to kind of get back into the morbidness of it but you mentioned the cranberries yeah um obviously Another great band. Irish band. yeah
1: great they have a lot of good songs um go back and check them out but yeah she did um pass away yeah <laughs> not
0: fairly recently right you yes I mean? uh, um, yeah. you know female lead singer um but you know zombie and linger unique, are just voice. That, unique strong yeah. voice yeah very good stuff um who, who else comes out at that time? You, okay, that, so you? really
1: what, what really grabbed me, this, you know, you'll see their videos all during that time was um right out Chili Peppers, mm-hmm. Blood Sugar, Sex Magic. Love that album. Okay, so they still keep the funk from the early albums, but very, they're starting to change where it goes into like California cation. But yeah. for me, Blood Sugar, Sex Magic is, again, this is another one that to me, it's a perfect album it is in my top 10 list of albums. Okay. I love this album. I can get it, put it on, uh, the first one, uh, you know, the righteous and the wicked, uh, you know, under the bridge. You Mm -hmm. saw that video. Oh yeah. So many times, give it away. Uh, suck my kiss. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's a great blending. Again, there's a really good doc on there, too. It's called Funky Monks. Okay. Uh, it tells you the story of how they made blood sugar sex magic. It's a great doc. Um, check it out if you can, just like
0: a, a doc that you want to recommend, too. Uh, the Pro Jam 20 yes. documentary. Um yes. I watched it around the – probably the same time you watched it. Right? Yes. I that we watched mm-hmm. it without knowing mm-hmm. each other was watching it. And man just so much beautiful stuff in there that just uh it literally was a documentary that brought me to tears yeah. just the the love that these guys had for each other the love that they have for the music just eddie better's voice and he was like a surfer guy mm-hmm. from california and uh you know the the Really, you know, the, the tragedy, I guess you could say, of like these things with his father, the, the the basis of Alive. But for him to tell the story, <clears throat> and it's, it's been told before by him, I think, mm-hmm. in, other, in other forms. You can look it up on YouTube. Just look up, you know, Eddie Vedder talks about Alive. Mm-hmm. And he'll just say, you know, how that song was like a curse. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that when he would play it, you know what I mean? Like it came from like this place of pain, you know what I mean? Um, but that over the years, that as, you know, the fans have loved that song so much, and that when they sing it to him he says it himself he says the curse is broken now you know nice. what I mean? because they make that song mean to me before it meant you know to him his father was yeah. dead and here he was still alive but now that it's like you know he's alive you know what i mean with these with these people the people that love his music and that built him to where he is you know what i mean yeah i
1: mean if, if you heard the song it, it's a powerful song yeah. uh, again he sings very passionately the guitar solo You've seen the videos. He just goes apeshit during the song, especially mm-hmm. in his younger days. Oh, yeah. Such a great song. Yeah. And I'm glad it's uh, kind of a better feeling for him
0: now. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Uh,
1: but, yeah, I mean, great music, great bands. But, again, we touch upon it. We just lost so many of them. We lost Kurt. Mm-hmm. We lost Lane. We lost Chris. We lost Dolores. Mm-hmm. We lost Scott. We lost
0: um, Brad from yeah. Sublime. Yeah, you know? that's right. That's uh, right. I don't know what it was CM. him i don't know either man you i don't know. know if that obviously we knew that the, some of this music was dark some of this music yeah. was like you said troubled. this was the yes. angry backlash yeah. of the 80s like you said the yeah, hair the metal party, and, the fun, the party yeah. and, mm-hmm. and this was the people like you said the outcast man. Yes. this is your flannel tied around your waist your doc mm-hmm. martin boots and you know maybe you didn't have but one or two friends or whatever and people didn't get you yeah. but but um you know whatever it is man i mean like you know we're glad that we have you know like we still have pearl jam we're glad that we yeah. still have the music i will always think about the classic moment uh, that comes out you can look it up too on youtube but um you know eddie vetter they're playing saturday night live uh, shortly after uh, kurt dies and uh, there was a kind of a well-known rivalry you know what i mean i guess you could say um between the two um you know, it, me and, uh, you know, Adam, Adam Adam were talking about this earlier and it mainly was, it seemed like it came mainly from the Nirvana side, oh. but either way, uh, it was there. And, uh after this after the show Emilio Estevez was the host and um it's very famous a very famous scene you know you see um Eddie Vedder opened his jacket and he's got a K written on his shirt and he it's right over his heart and he kind of just you know puts his hand next to it or whatever as a tribute to Kurt Cobain which uh was to me which is very classy Great moment. Great moment. very awesome yeah. moment you know what I mean like you know mm-hmm. um what some considered the death of grunge, if you yeah. want to call it a genre or yeah. whatever, you know, and, but it did change music and it changed, it sure it changed people. You sure know right. what I mean? I, I wish that we would got to heard more um, in interviews, just such a really mm. soft spoken guy, uh, Kurt Cobain, just um, a real leader. I own a one box set only of music. The only box that I own is uh, the Nirvana one, which is called, um, you know, uh, with the lights out mm-hmm. and uh great, great, um, uh, box set with a, a awesome book in there. Um, I'm looking at it now. It just pictures, things from you know uh, a timeline, you know all kinds yeah. of drawings from Kurt. So um, if you get a chance, check that out too. Um, anything else? Double A before we close it out. Yeah, real quick. Um, would you say this is the last time we had rock stars,
1: real rock stars
0: um, that were known to people all over the world? I mean, hard to say, Oof, hard to say. It's a yeah. tough question. It's a tough question. I, I mean, in some ways I want to say on the global level, mm-hmm. yes, I do want to agree with you, but then I do want to say that we did get, you know, you did still have like guys like, you know, Korn, yeah. you know what I mean? And Jonathan Davis. You know and I mean, I've got to think in my mind, like who did I know their name? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I knew Fred Durst and Lit Biscuit. you know what I mean? I knew, you know, yeah. Kid Rock, you know what I mean? But were they like that? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think we've had it at that level. I mean, no. like, I think that was the last time that the key kind of turned, and when people say music changed, it changed. It did. You yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, um, what what would
1: you say? I, I would say, yeah. Um, again, this was a unique, uh, all unique bands, all unique looks that were their own uh weren't copied were not copied were very right. imitated <laughs> right, right you know so yeah i would say yeah they were definitely
0: some of the last rock stars that people millions of people knew yeah, yeah. well we're going to put it on our bucket list to make sure me and uc pro jam <laughs> live together before <the laughs> we'll take pictures and we'll put them up on our social media that just another friday night podcast is there unless you got anything else double a no, I think I'm, that's it for yeah. tonight. We're going to go ahead and close it out and just let you guys know, hey, we noticed we got a lot of you folks listening to us on um, your iPhone. If you're on your iPhone, we are on iTunes or, or what people call Apple Podcasts. So we're on there. If you That makes it easier for you to listen to us that way. We are also on Breaker, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Casts. Mm-hmm. Radio Public, obviously Spotify. We know a lot of you guys listening there. The Anchor app. Um, we just got in this week on to tune in if you get a chance listen to us on the tune in app and we are also on stitcher so those are all the places right now that you can find us pretty much any podcasting platform um if it's we're not on there yet we're don't worry we're going to get on there <laughs> and uh, you know we're thinking of doing some stuff for youtube too so that could be coming very soon in the future but um other than that man it's been great talking music with you double yep. yep. uh i am cm chuck i am on breakable Adam, and this has been just another friday night